All right. How's it going, everybody? It is Wolf, and we are back with episode five of the Weiss Method. I'm here with Elizabeth Hamill. For those who don't know, she is a certified Weiss Method practitioner. And over the course of this series, we've been discussing the Weiss Method and different things that go into that from energy, the addiction cycle, um, and basically how to take back control of your life. Now, with episode five here, uh, we're really excited to discuss some questions that still haven't been answered um, that I have myself and some people, some other people may have, as well as success stories and how the Weiss Method has impacted other people's lives for the better. So I'm excited to dive into it today. We can get right into it. Um, let's start with just a question that maybe some people had on their mind during the energy episode, and it's a pretty simple one, but it is, what is energy? What is energy? Okay, that's huge, um, which could be answered in a multitude of ways, quite honestly, um, at many different levels. And, um, but let's start with something that uh, people may actually recognize, which is something that Albert Einstein said, which is energy cannot be, um, uh, it cannot be created and it cannot be destroyed. Uh, so what is energy? Well, it's present, it's with us all the time. And, and why, why is it important to start at that point? Um, as far as being uh, energy, you can't destroy it and you can't create it, but you can harness it, okay? In other words, you can draw it into your life. Um, now we talked about in um, one of the episodes, I think it was two, to do with um, the automatic systems in our human complex body and um, the other part that is um, really companion to that automatic system, which is the fact that we have choice. So we get to choose what energy we want to harness in our life. And we talked about um, on the bus and uh, in, in episode four, um, in that, you know, there's many different types. So, you know, there's the energy of Wolf as an example, right? There's the energy of Elizabeth. And, you know, we recognize people by their radiation. And we recognize, you know, some people can recognize somebody by their walk and what it sounds like if they're familiar with them. Um, so energy is a, even though you can say it's a bit on the unseen, um, in that you could, what is energy? Where is it? How can I touch it? How can I feel it? Um, well, we can feel it and we can touch it. And it has many different um, appearances in its, in, in, in different forms, right? So you could say, well, well, one example of those different forms, if you take ice as an example, as a solid form of something. And then 
Ice turns into water, right? Same component, but it's water. And then it turns into steam. Once you've added, you know, once you've, you've heated it up or allowed it to, to melt um, and then heated it up. So energy has many different forms and it, it you know, it is a commodity really that everything runs on the whole universe. And uh, it, it has uh, many different levels, as I've said. And, you know, we talked about earlier um, in specifically episode four about um, winning your life back and being in the driver's seat of your own life, right? And of, of your bus. And really, that is about um, energy and what energy you choose to process. So let's take some examples here. Um, we all know that um, if you be careful who you mix with, right? And, you know, some people might have friends that are, you know, really good, good folks. And, you know, they, they really want good things in the world. They want good things in their own life and they, and they wish well for others. Um, and then there's others that may not have that same quality um, of, of life going on. And, but you still like them, you know, they're friends and, you know, you still, you still hang out with them and, and, and they're part of your circle. Um, but sometimes it's like you come back from an evening out with one of those, uh, uh, folks and you just, you feel like you've been kind of drained, right? And that's because with energy, high runs to low. Okay, so if you're in a situation where, um, uh, well, it's just like uh, water as an example, it's going to, it's going to go to the lowest point. Um, it that's just the way it flows. Now that's a gravitational issue, but with energy, it's to do with the, um, uh, you know, what a person is actually processing, and you can get eaten up pretty easily if you're if you don't watch out so there is a saying which is be careful with whom you mix and um unless there is uh uh you know a reason for mixing with somebody that you feel drained you know afterwards probably best not to do it for your own sake uh unless you have a good reason really so that's a bit of an intro um, into what is energy and how it, why is it important to know um, in, uh, in, in, in terms of um, really trying to get one's life on a plane that is going somewhere, that is uh, progressive, that is refining. And I'd like to drop something else in here that we have we've alluded to a bit. Um, it and it's to do with um, uh, we we talked about it with the bus and 
you know, how it was important that not only that you're sitting in the driver's seat of your bus, but that you actually know where you're going and why you're going there. So that, you know, is this elusive purpose. <laughs> um, you know, what is my purpose in life? Uh, it's an age old question, but very, very valid. And that um, unless you have a direction, it's kind of like, you know, you can vacillate in, in, in one's life and, and not really um, know where to go next, what to do next, and, and you know, what it is that you want. So it's, it's really, in, you know, it, to say, well, what is my purpose in life? That can be a little bit intimidating, but you can ask, what do I want? What do I want in life? You know, what do I want? What do I love? What do I want to do? What lights me up? Um, and there may be things like, what do I have to do? You know, we all have to live in this world. We have to make a living. Um, and hopefully you're able, a person is able to make a living doing something that they love to do. Um, but that's not always the case. But and that can be draining in and of itself of one's life force energy. <laughs> but, you know, we are gifted with this machine that processes machine, the body, um, the, the electromagnetic uh, encasement that we live in, the aura. This whole complex scenario processes energy and we're gifted with that and it can um, work for our own enhancement, or it can work for our own degeneration. And so, um, can you just remind me, I was going someplace and then I went there. Um, and we're on the topic of just energy. And I think yeah. where we were going with that is, you know, you were discussing oh, the fact that- purpose. Exactly. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, With this gift of life, it works the best if we decide, because we have free choice, where it's going. And then you get to draw in the energy that you need along the way and, and put that in your tank, right? Um, and, you know, is that energy, what level of energy is that? Uh, it, it's all to do with intention, right? You know that when you have an intention in the day, the day is much more productive than if you like, oh, I'm going to take a day off and then absolutely nothing happens you know, <laughs> for the most part. Um, and it's not actually that refreshing in, in some, in, in, you know, unless you're sick or something, you know, or, or you just need to really uh, rest and, and recoup. But um, it's much better to have some sort of an intention in one's life. So whether you call it purpose, whether you call it intention, whether you call it um, knowing what you want and, and making a plan to, to live uh, up to that, uh, it's all to do with energy and the type of energy that you process. And, you know, we are designed to process that energy and refine it, right? So even though we can't create it, we can mix and marry different 
bits of energy to create something completely new. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Absolutely. And, you know, what, what, what parts do you want to, you know, who do you want in your life in regards to, you know, what kinds of energy do you want? And we talked about that in, in, in episode four to do with who do you want on your bus? We already have a whole bunch of people back there. And some of them are deadbeats and some of them are not, <laughs> you know, um, and it's a whole cast of characters. But, you know, we can create new ones um, depending upon what we want. Like we talked about, you know, oh, I'm just not a very patient person. Well, you can actually change that. You don't have to say I'm not I'm, I'm not a, a patient person. Therefore, I never will be. That's a death sentence, really, you know, and, and self-imposed. So, you know, we get to choose what we process. We get to choose who's on our bus. It may take work um, and, you know, how to build those different qualities up is, um, you know, a, a lot of it is, is doing what you love to do. And, and they just, they come on their own account because you're so inspired and passionate about it. And passion is an amazing, uh, amazing quality. To Absolutely. Have going for you and helps you on your way. So. Yeah, it's very important. And I think that that idea of purpose and passion is really important in giving someone the concrete and the base that they need to be able to have direction in their life and know what to follow. I think there are people though that they find it difficult because some people might not feel like they're in the driver's seat in any aspect of their life. Maybe, you know, they have unwanted habits and maybe their work life isn't the best and their home life isn't the best. How would you say someone like that should begin to take back control of their life and get in the driver's seat? Yeah. Um, I think the first thing is, the fact that, and there's a little saying that goes with this, which is knowing is the first remedy. So knowing that one's life is out of control, knowing that one wants to change that for the better is the first remedy. And we actually referenced that uh, last episode where you know, when you found yourself on the back of the bus, in the back of the bus, because, you know, something happened and you lost control. And the fact that you go, how did I end up back here again? Um, actually puts you back in the driver's seat. Uh, so it's, it's building up a array of different skills that work for your life to keep you on target, to keep you on track and to find new ways to do things. And not everybody who is, you know, can actually work that out for themselves. And actually I am a certified life coach. So I do help people with this um, who may not have any uh, addiction problems or unwanted habit problems, but they may be in a transition in their life and they just need a helping hand 
to um, be on their way. And so I offer a lot of skills, um, uh, skill building exercises inside of that. And um, one of them is actually dealing with one's fears, right? So we all have fears. It's part of our design. And it's actually, you know, the instinct is good at, at um, you know, picking up on fears and it's, it's part of our survival uh, mechanism. So, however, like anything, um, these fears can be overwhelming in a person and uh, really curtail their um, impetus to do new things, to take risks that are, you know, important for their next steps. I don't mean take risks unnecessarily so, but the ones where it's a little scary, but um, uh, you know, it's important to, to take that next step. So um, in dealing with fear, uh, the most important, the first step in that is actually shining a light on it because it's like fear lurks in the corner, right? It's lurking in the corners, in the dark, and it, it stays, you're fearful of it because you can't see it and you, and you don't know what it is. Um, and so if you shine a light on it, it's like, oh, that's what it is. It's like naming something. Um, you know, that's my fear of spiders as a very inert example. Um, may, might not be inert for some people, but I know I had to get over my fear of spiders um, at one point in my life. And I did. And uh, I did it by actually educating myself about spiders. And, you know, in a sense, that was like shining a light on them. So, um, you know, a lot of fear comes from not knowing, right? And in this world, there's not a lot of excuses for not knowing. <laughs> you know, there's so much information available for to find out about things. And I know, you know, in the medical uh, end of things, it's like, you know, you're not feeling well, you went to the doctor and you're waiting for tests to come back. And the worst part is waiting because you don't know. And um, so, you know, it's important as well to know, well, maybe I should just put this on the I don't know shelf. <laughs> and, you know, I will know in, in, in a while. But so there's there's fears that we have to learn to overcome and learn to handle. Um, and quite honestly, those fears are handled by our strengths because we have those two. Everybody's got them. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a really important aspect um, to realize. And most people can understand their fears, understand their weak points. They know what those are they don't necessarily know what their strengths are. And, you know, both are equally important. So I don't even remember what your question was, but that's where we ended up. I think it's important. And going down the, just the idea of fear, do you think it's fear is what stops a lot of people that might have unwanted habits from trying to solve them? I do. It's really perceptive um, of you 
Wolf, that you would ask that question because um, fear stops people from actually taking their next steps. And, um, you know, because they, they just don't feel like they can face it for whatever reason, a multitude of reasons. And uh, because they don't think they can, they, they, they don't want to fail again. So it's really fear of failure. Mm -hmm. um, and that can override the fear of being out of control in a very easy way. Um, and, and it does, but, uh, fear of, of, of failure is, um, you know, it's, it's easy to, to say those words, but we've all been there where we've, we've, you know, oh God, I don't know if I could do that. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I can, oh, so I just won't try. And. Being able to go on, being able to pick oneself up after uh, some kind of a, a failure uh, or um, some sort of an event that happens in one's life and coming out the other side is the most strengthening thing that a human can do. And they build more character by doing that, by making that mistake or uh, you know, failing at something, uh, than they do if, if, if they don't try. I believe that if, if, if humans just tried their best all the time, their lives would be so much better. I say that to myself all the time, you know, yeah. <laughs> just and need to keep fun. trying. Sorry, what? It's the little things too, you know, Absolutely. they add up. I think it's a, uh, you know, if you embody yourself as someone that's always trying to do your best in every little thing that usually precipitates across everything you do. Yes. It's, um, it's definitely contagious to the other folks in the back of the bus. <laughs> um, so yeah, trying is a, a, a really, um, a really important thing and and sometimes people just aren't ready to give up their um unwanted habit or addiction they're just not ready and that's okay as long as they keep trying to be ready because mm -hmm. timings are important on that front you know um so it's that that's what I'd say about that. Yeah. What are signs that someone is ready to get rid of an unwanted habit? Well, almost like we come full circle here because I think we talked about this in the first episode. Um, it's when it really bubbles up from the inside um, that they just can't, they just don't want to live with it anymore. And um, it can't be for external reasons. And um you know, as I said, then I do a um, brief consult, free consult with, you know, anybody that's interested in, um, in uh, going through the Weiss method treatments. And that's where, what I assess 
is are are they ready and uh um you know and as well as answering all their questions and whatnot but uh um that's i ask questions to find that out because i want them to be successful and um uh so yeah it it has to uh be an inside decision it can't be because of any external reasons by family members or friends or anything. Um, it's not to say that family members and friends can't have um, their say in it, um, but the person needs to agree at least at the same energy level as that. Uh, as that uh, external influence, because um, they have to do it for them first, not for anybody else. That's really the, the the nutshell answer. Absolutely, absolutely. And going into that, um, transition a little bit into what success looks like in that, and when someone does make the decision to make that change. You know, you've seen a lot of people over the years being a part of the Weiss method and, you know, you've undergone, you've used it yourself and that's why you're so passionate about it because you know it works. Um, but how have you seen the Weiss method for someone who does want to change their lives? How have you seen the Weiss method change other people's lives for the better? Well, besides the fact that they are free of their unwanted habit and addiction, um, what I hear coming back from people um is that it changed my whole life um uh, it wasn't just about the fact that i stopped drinking alcohol in as an example it it's um the fact that what that allowed my life to then be able to be open to and i got so much more done <laughs> you know i i i was you know i, I hear people say you know I can spend so much more time with my children. Um, somebody said to me uh, that, and I actually treated a physician for alcohol. Um, and this person said to me that I just feel so much more present with my with my patients. And so it bleeds into other areas that success that they have won for themselves. Um, I don't take credit as a Weiss Method practitioner for the fact that somebody, you know, gives up uh, a, a, an addiction or an unwanted habit. It is their win, 100%. And when they have won something, in, a person has won something in their life, hard won, um, because of, for whatever reason, they ended up in that state, um, then that is causes an elation that cannot not radiate into other parts of one's life so that's why it changes their life and um uh and and causes so much more to happen than just being rid of the addiction or unwanted habit absolutely and being that you know you being a weiss method practitioner and the fact that you're also a certified life coach um do you think those two go hand in hand because the people are undergoing the wise method treatment, but being around you and, you know, around your energy and also just around your, you know, life coaching advice for them. Do you think those go hand in hand and have a, 
benefit um, in impacting other aspects of their life for the better? Yeah, I mean, I do check in with um, uh, the clients that I treat afterwards, um, continue uh, for, for a while. Um, and uh, it's, I'm allowed, I'm, I'm, I'm able in that situation to make small little adjustments along the way for them um, to maybe see something a little different or, uh, you know, add in this exercise there that might help them uh, be a bit more effective in their life. So absolutely. It's, it's actually, you know, with all the Weiss method practitioners in the world, there's not, uh, I don't know actually of any others that um, are also certified life coaches and utilize that in the Weiss method. I, I do life coaching separate as well. Um, so, uh, you know, I work with people without addictions and uh, um, uh, unwanted habits as well. Uh, and, and that's usually in transition. Um, I think I said that earlier, people are in transition from whatever, um, different life happenings that they need to work through. And um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it does help because I can see things from a little bit of a different uh, perspective. And um, as I said, I've got a whole bunch of tools in my tool chest to help people uh, get through things. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that's phenomenal. And just speaking to, you know, that experience going, you know, through the Weiss method, um, that's something that you've actually, you know, you've used the Weiss method, as I said before, as something to treat an unwanted habit. What was that experience like for you, um, you know, going through the Weiss method and now being on the other side of it, um, for probably a long time now, what is the Weiss method experience been like for you? You mean as far as um, having, uh, mean the fact that I'm an alumni? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, well, it means that I am free <laughs> from uh, nicotine and not just the physical end of it, but um, the, the fact of, of how it, you know, it ran my life um, for over 40 years um and you know that is when you think about it in those terms it's like what and now now things <laughs> things run our lives all the time you know the fact that we have to keep the lights on you know the fact that we have to pay the mortgage um and uh uh all of that stuff so you know there are certain things that we have to maintain being in alive in this in this world and at this time and uh and in this uh where it is that we live um but we don't need to complicate it <laughs> by you know having uh behaviors that um are running us rather than us choosing you know, what behavior we need in any particular situation. So like in that bus analogy, right? Where, you know, if I'm in the driver's seat of my bus, you know, I, I had, you know, 
uh, let's come up with a name for him. Um, her, uh, um, Shirley Smoker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right in the front seat all the time, <laughs> right there, easily uh, accessible going, hey, it's time, you know, pull over the bus. <laughs> and, you know, and we don't like to smoke back there. So you have to get off the bus to smoke. <laughs> so you know, it, that's what it was like. And uh, I was beholden to it. And I just felt so much more free in my life that I was no longer beholden to that habit um, and that addiction, because that is both a habit and an addiction um, that is very virulent. So um, I'm very pleased to be rid of it. And as I said in one other episode, it was like, I know that if I ever picked up a cigarette again, it could be that I would then get addicted again. So I just don't do it. That is a red line decision, no go area in my life. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's important to define those, um, you know, before you underwent the Weiss method treatment, you know, for other people that might feel like they want to change that, but whether, did it feel like before you went through the Weiss method that this is something I'm sure you tried potentially other ways of quitting. Yeah, did. did that ever feel like, wow, man, I, there's just no way that I'm going to stop doing this or, it gets the, it was at the point for me, it was like, I just really want to stop this and um, uh, I'll try anything. Well, not anything. Yeah. There are some things I won't try, but sure, I'll try that. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, there's no downside to it. Um, it's not a medication I'm putting in my body. It's not a patch. It's not, um, I have a thing about hypnosis. I wouldn't actually do that, but uh, so it it was energetic cleaning and rebalancing. Yeah, sign me up. You know, <laughs> that's uh, that's um, non invasive, basically, mm -hmm. and that that's what attracted me to it. It was clean and non invasive. Absolutely, absolutely. And for you know, I think every well, not everything, but some things might have difficult periods in going through it. Was there difficult periods of going through the Weiss method um, or are there difficulties that people have encountered in the past um, in the treatment that you can discuss? Um, not so much in the treatment um, because the treatment people usually find extremely re relaxing. Yes. Um, and calming and they end up in a very still place in themselves. Um, so, uh, yeah, some people, cause the, what the treatment does, as I've said, it interrupts the addictive cycle and it calms down the cravings because of that interruption. Now, some people, um, have slight cravings after the treatment, um, but they're so much more manageable. And that's what I found as well. I can manage this. You know, it's okay. I, I, I'm going to get through this. And, you know, we give other um, uh, information to help you get through that. There's a breathing exercise. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's making sure your diet is clean and um, things of that nature and that you don't get triggered. Um, so it's 
there, there's lots of things to assist. Um, and so some people it's like, what, what smoking? I never smoked. You know, it, it, it can be that, it can be that, um, uh, demonstrative. Other people have, uh, a little bit more, uh, uh, slight cravings that turn up. So that's honestly what happens, but there is a pretty good success rate, um, for the Weiss method. It's, uh, depending on what's being treated, it's, it's between, um, about 80 to 90% success rate, which is pretty good. Wow. Wow. That's, that's really good. And so for someone that, you know, we've discussed the Weiss method up until this point and all the different aspects that go into it, but for someone that does want to take that leap of faith to change their life and remove an unwanted habit, but isn't sure how to take that leap of faith, what advice would you give them? Um, you know, it would depend on the person. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes up in me, give me a call or, you know, let's, let's, you know, do a consult. That's what the consult is, is about. It's a no obligation type of consult. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a way to find out more and to see if it's for you. Um, so I think like anything, because sometimes if, if that, that leap of faith, that leap, you know, just taking that next step, there's fears involved, like we spoke about earlier in this episode. And so those fears um, are probably the things that are going, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> um, what if you don't succeed? You know, another time you're going to fail. Um, and, and so there are these the little voices that are on our bus. And um, so it's important to realize that uh, everybody has those in varying degrees. And um, yeah, so it's hard to answer that question in a nutshell way, because I think everybody has a, um, what's going to work for one person is very different than what's going to work for another. And when I'm working with somebody, I'm working with an individual. Um, and um, very much, you know, reading their energy and trying to uh, connect with that to see how best to to help them. Because, you know, it's, it's um, uh, there's a saying, the last one to know he's in the goldfish bowl is the goldfish, right? Yeah. So it's very difficult to understand what's going on on your own bus um, unless you've got good, you, you're well-practiced in that. And you've been focused on, you know, getting to know yourself, <laughs> um, as we spoke about last episode. And so um, as somebody, you know, a coach or, or, or whatever, and there's, you know, other professions that do this as well, they are an external perception for that person, right? So they're not that person. So they get to see more than the person can see themselves. Absolutely. And I think that's important for everyone to have in their lives um, and to be able to get that other perspective, you know, until you can find it yourself and have the awareness to be able to ideally see that 
you know, be able to make those changes in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a phenomenal episode. Um, I think we've touched on a lot of things that we filled the gaps in from the other episodes that people might've been wondering about, as well as really talked about, you know, what success looks like from the Weiss method and from, you know, an alumni and someone who's, you know, been a part of this for a long time. So I think that's really special. Um, is there anything else that you want to touch on or anything that you think we should discuss today? Um, I would actually just offer if people listening to these um, uh, interviews and, and they're going to be podcasts as well, um, uh, that if you've got questions, just feel free to email me those questions and you can reach me at info at weissmethodusa.com um, and that's on the website and uh, um, so there's that and stay tuned <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah this is just the beginning and you know for everyone that's listened throughout this whole series um, we appreciate it we hope you've been able to take something from this you know whether it was understanding the Weiss method is right for you or just, you know, a tip that can help improve your life. I think it's really important. And, you know, it's about the whole process, you know, whether you're ready today or tomorrow or someday in the future, as long as you're making those steps towards progress, that's what life is all about. So we appreciate it, but definitely stay tuned for more content um, from Elizabeth and the Weiss method. We're really excited about a lot of other things that we're going to be working on for you guys. So definitely stay tuned and um, you know, we hope you enjoyed it and learned something. Thank you, Wolf. It's been great. And thank you, everybody who's been listening. Appreciate it. Okay. Hope everyone has a great day and stay tuned for more soon. Bye.